Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everyone, to the uh, Midweek Howl, the non-paranormal part of the From the Shadows podcast. Um, I think I've got this all straight. So, Howler, how was um, how was your evening? I'm not going to mention the T word, but how was everything going? Did everything go good? Just usual. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a just tennis match and then football practice. And then, you know, it's just it's just one activity after another. Now you sent me the uh, the scoreboard from last night, so you guys eked out a victory. Yeah, last... I mean, and let me tell you something. The last, did you know when the clock runs out, they go ahead and give the other team five seconds? Say what? Is they ran what? that thing down. I got another. I sent it to you. Yes. Yeah, so, so our team, I, I sent it to you when what was it? Two seconds left, or what? I don't remember what I sent to you, but. Our team essentially had ten seconds to go, and they and they went down and they eked out a win. I'm looking at it right now. Ten seconds. So what they did was then they turned around and then let that other team. They put five seconds on the clock, starting when the ball was received. So they didn't start the clock until those guys caught the ball. You know what I mean? So so you so you guys scored and they determined there was still time left on the clock and put it back on? Yes. They they ran out, and then they put five seconds on the clock but didn't run it for us to kick the extra point, okay? Mm-hmm. Then they turned around and um, give them five seconds, the other team five seconds. Wow. So luckily the other team and the other team obviously had enough time to score in five seconds. I mean, anything can happen, you know? Uh-huh. So holy smokes, that's crazy. Well, that is crazy. Kind of like the Ohio State game this last weekend, you know? I didn't watch it. How can you not? How can you call yourself a red-blooded American male and not watch the Ohio State-Notre Dame game? Well, I've been following some guys on Twitter that say Ohio's not a real place. <laughs> Maybe we should it's stop. It's like some kind of space-time continuum, and uh, it's got something to do with football. Yeah, it's it's not a real place. It's not a real place. Next time some of those guys start a big string, I'm going to send it to you. You can't yeah. call it anymore. You got to call it X, right? Okay. Yeah, whatever. So the next time they do that, I'm going to, I'm going to. Please include me. I'm, tag gonna, you. I'm going to tag you in and I'm going to send it to you. I'm a, I'm a Twitter voyeur. I, I can't get, you know, I, I, I don't have any followers really. I don't, because. <clears throat> we don't, they don't come find you, the real Ozo Collar. They don't. They, you know, I've got 52, uh. Norwegian Eastern Bloc Soviet looking Polish girls following me. 
but I don't have with with zero followers. It's like I'm the first person they follow on Twitter, and uh, <laughs> they're trying to get you, trying to sell you. Something I don't know. I and, and but yes. So I I I've, I've listened to people. I follow people that have tens of thousands of followers and say and do the dumbest things imaginable. So I am comfortable in the fact that I have no followers and I will not build a following because if I've got to act stupid like these people, I just do not do it or Maybe. say stupid things or, or you know, it's taken yeah. me a long time to realize what I say sometimes is not how people interpret it. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. My, yeah. my transmission is not set up for everybody's reception. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the real problem is, is that your profile picture isn't of a uh, Eastern Soviet block of female maybe if you change your profile picture i get some dudes yeah you get somebody i you know i don't i'll be honest with you i i i was i was working i'm working on a little shed in my backyard to get you know like a you know someplace to put my my shovels and rakes and my lawnmower my lawnmower gas stuff like that right so instead of going and, and buying one of these little overpriced portable sheds i'm just building one and today i was walking up the gravel up my driveway and and i i thought i've got to go check my powerball tickets from the weekend because maybe i don't have to finish this maybe you know i could be i could be a <laughs> multi-millionaire right now and i got to thinking would I do the podcast tonight if I had won the Powerball today? Why wouldn't you? You wouldn't want I, to talk. I don't to, know. You, I I don't. I mean, know. imagine that conversation we'd have. I don't. About I what, don't think I would. I don't. What I'm saying is, first of all, I don't think I would. Obviously, you would want to mention that you won the Powerball because you'd have all kinds of weirdos trying to come after you, and and you know what I mean. And I'm too soft. I'd give all my money away, right? <laughs> I'd, and I'd run out of churches before I ran out of you know churches to give the money to. Before I'd run out of money, I'd run out of money before I ran out of churches to donate to. So uh, <laughs> it's best if I just keep it all myself. <laughs> oh man! Well, the- <clears throat> unless they wanted to restart the Crusades, I was just up there watching something with my son. You want to restart the Crusades in Portugal? Yeah, we were watching this thing in Portugal. I had talked to my older son last night, and who's overseas, and we were talking about the supposed influx of uh, migrants from North Africa into Europe right now, you know, tens of thousands of them a day. And uh, he said, well, you know, Dad, this was all Moors and Muslim 500 years ago. So, I mean, they're just taking it back, right? And I said, yes, you are 100% correct. They are taking it back. And we don't have a society that understands that. But maybe in a thousand years, we'll get a King Richard or we'll get somebody that wants to do on a crusade and get it back. Or we won't. I don't know. You know, the only crusade I really liked was the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. I that love was my all the Indiana Jones. That was my, what's that? I love all the Indiana Jones films. I have never, I haven't seen the new one yet. I wanted to go oh, to the theater. Oh, I've watched every single one. Well, the last one wore me a little bit. I mean, it wasn't near the, I think part of the, the beauty of them is when you're, when we were 9, 10, 11, mm-hmm. I don't want to say the world was simpler, but it was simpler, right? Yeah, seemed to be, yeah. And you could just like watching Star Wars. You watch Star Wars now. And there's some few things that some of the uh, lightsaber scenes and laser shootouts and stuff kind of look hokey, right? But I, but I like I, I, I but think, I like it. I'm not saying yeah. I'm, I'm just saying I like yeah. it. But I can see because we were, it doesn't easily impress my kids because they grew up with whatever you know Harry Potter or whatever. Well, I'm just gonna. We're going to segue right into impressing kids with a story that I shared with you that it was yeah, shared with the kids, huh? <laughs> that was shared with me. I don't know how many of our listeners saw this, but here's the headlines: Two Florida kids stole their mother's car 
after she took away their electronics and they were pulled over 200 Ooh. miles away. <laughs> well, they got money. How'd they have that much gas in the car? You know, that that's a rich set of parents, so they wouldn't have gas to go 200 miles. Oh, my gosh. Well, authorities in North Florida were surprised to discover a 10-year-old, 10, 10-year-old, behind the wheel when they pulled over a stolen vehicle this week. Officers pulled over a white sedan on I-75 just before 4 a.m. Thursday in the city of Alachua. Uh, the vehicle had been reported stolen out of Northport, a city in southwest Florida, more than 200 miles away. And it, it was a high-risk traffic stop because the car had been reported stolen. And not only was the 10-year-old driving, his 11-year-old sister was in the passenger side. I blamed her. Mm-hmm. And so what I what I found crazy was, is that then, you know, they called the mom. She came and came and got them. OK. And of course, they were mad. She took she took their electronics away from them. So, of course, in a you know, I'm going to show her I'm going to take her car. She takes my cell phone. I'm going to take her car. And um, the kids actually and this is the part I thought we might have a little bit of a discussion about they didn't even get in trouble for it because number one they the mom didn't want to press charges because um that was the crime the stolen vehicle so she didn't want to press charges and they said the uh department of juvenile justice won't even talk won't even do anything to a kid that young because it's a misdemeanor criminal traffic violation so essentially because her mom didn't file charges, they got off scot-free you know, Even if mom, mom wouldn't have the ability to file charges, the juvenile didn't want to mess with them. Now, hey, I yeah. hate to tell you this. I know you live in a land of cotton candy and I do and not parades, Okay. But well, I live America, in Ohio. I live in Ohio. It doesn't exist. Remember, that, that's what I'm saying. You're in the land of make believe. So yeah. in the real world, okay. Yeah. yeah. People are rape, robbing, and pillaging American society to free will right now, and they're not getting any trouble. Okay. So it's not just so, a 10 and 11. Yeah, so it's not just a 10-year-old. They could have been 40-year-old, you know, dudes. They don't get in trouble anymore. <laughs> I know some people that get in trouble. And I'm sure the freaking cops are like, you know, I, I, I've probably told these stories on the podcast early on. 25 years ago, I was a state trooper in the county I live in right now. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm throwing that out. Uh, Dr. Yo-Yo and some of them people probably, they probably knew that, or knew, uh, but they'll know where I'm coming from because they lived here 25 years ago. That, that's some local listeners I have here. And I was going down the old highway. Um, I was going down 54 and on the other side of Meads Flat, you can take a right and go up to W. It's on the old highway. So the new four lane all, my whole life, it's, I, I, I don't remember it being two lane. But you know it's old highway. You know how when you turn off and you can tell, well, this was the old highway full of curves and stuff, right? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. so I was I, I used to drive them, some of them old outer roads and stuff because that's where all the criminals would drive because back in my day, they were they were afraid of the cops, right? So they would they would drive the back roads, gravel roads. They would do shortcuts because they were driving with dope or without a license or whatever the case may be. So I turn off the four lane and I don't go a mile and this car passes me. And it was a, it was a, I don't remember. You remember we had so many turd box cars 30 years ago, 25 years ago. <laughs> it was like a mid eighties. I don't think it was a K car. It was like an Olds or Buick or Pontiac. Remember they had all those four door front wheel drive cars from the eighties. You know what I mean? That everybody's parents had one. 
Of course. And it, and it was of all course. muddy because it came off this gravel road. And I don't remember why, but I turned around on him. I turned around on him and I don't remember why, but I I I followed him into this there's a convenience store parking lot. He he went all the way he went in the direction I was coming from. And at the intersection of the four lane and the old highway, there's a gas station there. So I pulled in behind him at the gas station. I lit him up. And when he gets out of the car, he's 10 or 11 years old. <laughs> and I said, hey, dude, where's your driver's license? He said, I don't have one. I said, how old are you? And he said, 11. And I said, what do you get? He said, dad sent me down here to get a gallon of milk. I said, where's he at? Well, he's in the shower. He's getting ready for work. And he didn't have time to do it. So he told me if I wanted some cereal, I had to get down here and get it. Because he's taking the car to work. Okay. <laughs> so I said, go in and get your milk and come back out. And he goes in and gets a jug of milk. And of course, the quick shop's all looking out the window. You know, the 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 girl. And this is back in the days when these kids would sign a ticket for what they wanted. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Because he ain't got no money. He's 10. So he signs the ticket for this jug of milk. And, comes out and I said, here, you got to hop in my car, buddy. So I put him in a jug of milk on the right side of my patrol car. I spun around. I said, show me where you live. So we go back up, turn on the gravel. And, you know, we're not, we don't go two miles, three miles at the top. And uh, pull in this driveway, get out, follow him up to the door. And when he opens the door, I can hear his old man hollering, what took you so long? I told you I got to go to work. <laughs> and he said, well, the cops want to talk to you. And his dad's like, yeah, right. And then this dude comes out and he's going to, you know, he's just a factory working dude working like 311 or whatever. And there he was looking at me. He's like. Are you effing kidding me? <laughs> I send you to the store, and you can't even get that right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he's probably so he's probably mad at the kid because he got pulled over. Yeah, well, he's just like, well, I guess I'm in trouble now. And I said, I, you know, what am I going to do? I said, back in my day, you know, <laughs> you you scared you were scared of the parents more than the cops, but apparently you <laughs> give them the effing keys. So I said, no, he's yours. I don't want to, because juvenile down here is in the adjoining county. And they got some, back in them days, it was real bad people, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I, I would have to you. take you to juvenile. They would have to call. This is a first-time offender. You know, I don't want to say from a half, you know, if the family and the kids had been in the system, they're not going to do anything to these kids because they've got people that's been, kids have been busted 50 times. You know what I mean? they got kids holding yeah. up gas stations and shit. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> I tell the dad, I said, here, I'll take you back. He goes, where's the car? I said, it's a quick shop. I couldn't let him drive. Here, hurry up, you know. Come, come on, I got, I got things to do. Yeah, come <laughs> with me. If you want me to give you a ride back to your car. And he goes, yeah, I need a ride. I got to go to work. And I said, okay. So I took his dad up in the car and kicked him out. <laughs> I've never heard that story before. That's priceless. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, we used to have, like, I used to work at the um, the one drive through in town, and the first time this little girl came in, and she had purple hair back in the, so this is back in the early 90s, and she had purple hair, and she came in, and she, I mean, she could have been more than 13, and she's trying to buy a pack of cigarettes. Oh, yeah. And I'm like. I bought a medium oh. pack of cigarettes when I was a kid. <laughs> but I said, I can't sell these to you. And Did you tell Pudge, her to go home and get a note? No, Pudge came walking up. Pudge, the guy who owned the, you know, big old yeah. burly guy goes. When they like Pudge, I can just imagine look like uh, <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger back in the day. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, workout freak. Mm -hmm. 
He goes, you got a note? Yeah. That's... A note at? And she pulls this note out and puts it uh-huh. in. It's like, I can't even remember the girl's name. She she passed away here not too long yeah. ago, actually. The, the uh, girl that bought the cigarettes? The girl that bought the cigarettes. Yeah. yeah. She's probably scamming them off her grandma. She probably freaking reused the note. She was probably signing it for her grandma. I know. And so he goes, he uh, sold her the cigarettes and he goes, Grover, he goes, if you come in with a note, you could sell the cigarettes. And I'm like, really? And he goes, yep. Okay. I knew knew you was at That's where I was going. I used to pedal my bike down to eat food bar when I would stay at my grandma's in the summer. My mom would drop me off at my grandma's with my bicycle and go to Safeway and, and me and my brother would just have the West side of town to just, we could just ride our bikes wherever the hell we wanted. You know what I mean? Because that was before a thousand kids would get kidnapped. You know what I mean? And we're going to segue that story in a second, but yeah, we would pedal down. She would give us a 20 and this says so much about the world we're in today. Right. Because you could, you could go down you could pedal your bike down there. You could buy two sodas, a ton of junk food, a carton, I'm not talking a pack, pack. I'm talking a carton of camels with no filter and still have over $10 worth of change left. I mean, we were buying carton. I remember when the carton of cigarettes got $10 a carton and she was flipping a gasket. I think I was driving by that time. My $10 grandma, a carton. $10 my, barely buys you two packs now. My grandma it? never had a never had a driver's license. So I went from pedaling my bike to taking her when I was in high school, I took her to the store probably every other weekend to Aldi's or food for less or you know, wherever she wanted to go. She'd clip coupons and shit and you'd old little bitty five foot four, 90 pound woman. And she would buy like two cans of beans and one can, you know what I mean? Just real frugal, just whatever, you know, and it's like grandma, I'm in this, I used to have a big old jacked up truck and I'd have to ever get in it. It's like, dude, I burned $52 with gas coming here and taking you to the store and you can buy $7 of the groceries. But uh, that's a whole, I mean, that's a whole different. <laughs> but you could let your kids just run amok and buy cigarettes because yeah, it's like- just a better place. I mean, the world was a better place, right? You sent me this article today. A which, thousand kids, uh-huh. A thousand. Okay, so this, mm-hmm. more than a thousand kids reporting missing in Ohio this year. And now, some not, of those are probably overstays at the ex-wife's oh, house. And yeah. So some yeah. of them are going to be, you know what I mean? There's, the numbers are probably skewed, but a lot of them aren't. Right? Well, even if it's half, even if it's 500, that's crazy. Even if it's, but here's the thing is, in my book, one kid getting taken is way too many. And part of that, now hold on now, and I, I, I know we don't go, I shouldn't even go down this road, right, with you, because uh, then don't, you better this not. is why I can't get more followers on Twitter, because I, I hearken back to a simpler time, okay, when yeah. the bad people stayed in the shadows, right? So 25 or 30 years ago, only the smartest bad people could get away, John Wayne Gacy's could get away with something. Because if you were just coming, because you were asking me earlier today about tra- trafficking, remember? Yeah. And I yeah, said, like, no, because we wouldn't have allowed it. And what I'm saying by that is when it comes to children or victim type crimes like that, the law enforcement 25, 30 years ago used to be pretty heavy handed. Now, I don't want to say, go, go watch the Russell Crowe movie, um, LA Confidential. Oh, yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And let me tell you something. I worked for uh, 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 what what would 
you know, a Democrat sheriff. Okay. And, and let me tell you something, buddy. He didn't care about speeding tickets. He went so far as, you know, they didn't have even have radar guns in most of the deputy cars because he didn't want you, you know what I mean, writing people tickets going to work. If you're out there writing a ticket, you're letting some criminal go by. You know what I mean? You need to be going figuring out who's breaking into people's sheds, who's doing this, who's doing that. And when you had, um, you know, it's funny we're talking about this because I was telling the story the other day that I had applied for a job with the state. And anyway, the long story of longest, and I had said this in an interview because they they asked about it was about is about supervising violent offenders for probation parole. And I said, hey, you know, I grew up in a time where in Missouri, sexual predators, sexual offenders have seven days to register with the police department or sheriff's department of the community they move to, right? So if they move county to county, town to town, wherever, they've got seven days to register with either the, you know, a bigger town police department, smaller mm-hmm. town, the sheriff's office, right? Yeah. Yeah. And well, we get, cause we get that, we get that stuff at the post office every time. Yes. So guys move, you get the little, the little thing. And, and it's against the law for them to what's called fail to register and it's a violatable, what they call violatable, you know, mm-hmm. crime. And I worked for a sheriff that, buddy, if it was day eight, they were their ass was in jail. There well, was it no, should be. There, should there was be. no, I didn't have time. I couldn't get off work or whatever. And I told this in this interview, and the people said, well, that's not really how we can treat them now. And I said, well, did the law change? And they said, no, there's just so many of them. It's kind of hard for us to, to, to do all that paperwork. And I thought. Hire some more people. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? I just know that 30 years ago, there would have been a task force. It would have been very heavy-handed, and they would get to the bottom, uh, get to the answers to some of this stuff. And unfortunately... We're too busy writing speeding tickets? We're we're too busy. Dude, there's just too many layers of this onion to peel. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) There's just too many layers of onion to peel. Well, I, I, I like to think that, you know, it, it can't happen in our town. That's what you that's what you always think. But I'm sure you'd, I'd be surprised at the number of because I'm not we're not far from where these this articles from. Like I'm less than an hour away from some of these places that they're talking about in there. And and like I said, you know, uh, Christy and Izzy went to Toledo last night for a shot. They went shopping for something. And they stopped at, you know, our Ohio listeners will know where Upper Sandusky is, which is right on Route 23, which then takes you up to Toledo. And Christy was very alert when it comes to this uh, trafficking stuff. And she has to be, be, number one, you know, she worked and drove back and forth to Cleveland, which is the area that you know they're talking about. But two, she she's in international law and shipping, and there's a lot of stuff they just got to know and be watch out for because of stuff coming in and out of the country okay mm-hmm. and back when they cared about it but yeah well i guess well they still do she still does i mean that's part of her job and uh, so she is she's on high alert all the time and she said they're there in upper sandusky which is just a nice little farming community you know um uh, but the interstate one of the interstates goes right right through there and she said that uh, Izzy was sitting in the car and she was pumping the gas and a guy in a um, U-Haul truck sat there and, and she goes, now she, maybe she's reading into it, but she said this guy was scoping Izzy out and waiting to see if she felt waiting to see if she like walked away from the car, like to walk into the, 
um, gas station or something. And she said, you know, the guy sat there, got on his phone, is looking at Izzy, checking her out, you know, waiting. She goes, it's almost like he's taught. She goes, I was waiting for another car to pull up. She goes, like, he was on the phone with somebody, like, you know, and that's to, so that's the point where she's at. Like, she's telling Izzy, you can't even stop at one of these gas stations along the freeway or even on the outskirts of any small town because. I just don't trust other people's intentions. And it's crazy to even think that we're in a society like that at this point, you know? It's just crazy to me. Well, you I'm know. gonna tell you we are. You know, and I don't know what's gonna make it better. I have some ideas, but it's gonna take a generation or two for them to pay dividends. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I um I like when it comes to that sort of stuff, I, they're just, I just, there has to be zero tolerance in my book. You know, I, when it comes to the kids stuff, I mean, there just has to be, uh, there can't even be any gray area, you know? Mm -hmm. You know, the French with the guillotine had zero recidivism. You know what I mean? Nobody, they didn't have any repeat offenders. So. <laughs> That's true. Anything. You know, I keep reading where these states have to suspend the death penalty because they can't get whatever they're, you know, the company that made whatever sodium pentothal or whatever they put those people to sleep with, you know, death row people. You know what I'm talking about? How, how many how many public guillotine uh, things do you think it would take? I don't know. France did a couple hundred thousand, I think. <laughs> but did they just, did it turn into where they just, if they didn't like somebody and you were an enemy of, you that's, know, that's whether... totally just like you're in America. You know, uh, it's generally estimated between. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, between six hundred thousand, one point three million. I, uh, I'm going to just look for guillotine. Yes, that's what happens, and you get a bunch of the good people rounded up. You know, but you know, sometimes you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. Um, oh, just fifteen thousand to seventeen thousand. They did the king. I think once they did the king, the brakes came off. <laughs> the brakes came. Yeah, because once you can whack the king, I mean, I, who? You know what I'm saying? I didn't even think about this, but it, it reminds me of something else. But yeah, once you whack the king, what's it matter? You know what's funny is I was reading about a dude last night, Lafayette, the famous general. Yes. Of, you know who I'm talking about because he uh, fought I, out there. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Yeah. There's streets named after him, nice neighborhoods named after him all over America. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he fell out of favor because he was against guillotine and the king. He said, let's just exile him. And the mob said, no, he's got to go. So they just off with his head. Yep. And then they they uh, they essentially uh, ostracized. Lafayette had to leave. He went to the Dutch, I think. They seized his property and sold it. And... Um, I was reading, I don't even know how to even get on this, but how we're going off the rails on this, but I was reading about these Bring back the social clubs in Harvard, <laughs> like the Fly Club or the Porcelain Club. Have you ever heard of them? I've never heard of those, no. They're, apparently, the Porcelain Club is the most exclusive, essentially fraternity, if you will, in the world. Okay, so Teddy Roosevelt got in, but FDR didn't. Really? Uh-huh. Old man Bush got in, but his junior didn't. Um, they didn't let Kennedy in because he was Catholic, either Kennedy, the old man Joe or his kid uh, uh, John F. So that segued into reading about I, it, it segued when I was reading about these famous people. One of them was famous for buying Lafayette. He was they were 
they were uh, uh, industrial magnets, a lot of them, you know. Uh, what he, one of the things he did, because he was a, he was a, the eighth son, I'll look him up, the eighth son of somebody super rich back in the 1800s, right? So he wasn't going to get any money. So he joined the army and he went around the world. He went to Africa, do, just did all kinds of stuff and ended up rich anyway. But one of the things he did when he was over in France, he visited where Lafayette was born. And when he heard the story or knew the story that, that they had seized that, for him just simply trying to do something like humane, say, and spare the king, he bought it and redid the whole thing to its former glory, and now it's a museum. And I kicked myself because me and my brother and, and son drove right by it last year, and we were over there, and I didn't even stop. You know, Of course, you get over there, and every wide spot's got a freaking castle. So how can you see them all? That's <laughs> castle over there is like a Wawa over here, or a come and go, or what kind of gas stations you got out there? Um, gosh, what do we have? Buckies, what do y'all have? I don't even know. What nah, you got. we don't have that. Well, I guess they're starting here. We have like um, oh, they're built the Buckies down about an hour from me. That's got a hundred gas pumps. Pilot, we have like pilots and uh, yeah, stuff so, like that. So but, everywhere, that's an even better one. So you know, you got a pilot or loves, you got to go. 10 or 15 miles for them, 20 miles. Yeah. So, so, so for every pilot and loves here, they have a fortified mansion slash castle. And for just every generic gas station, they have a pile of rocks that's either a church or a uh, place where somebody famous died or killed somebody, <laughs> died I, or survived. I think we're getting the short end of the stick on that, don't you? <laughs> I'd trade well, in a couple. I, you know, one of these I'd days, trade in a couple I, pilots for one of these days. Cast. Back, well, I, you know, first of all, I think it takes some of them 10, 15 years to stack all them rocks up. <laughs> so I think we would maybe have less trafficking and crime if we could force uh, uh, a part of the population. If you had to work, right? If you if you didn't stack enough rocks, they didn't feed you. I mean, think or, about or they sent you to the guillotine. Guillotine. The problem is they had to send them to guillotine because what would happen is if you made this dude stack rock for 20 years, I mean, he'd be cut up. I mean, he'd be MMA your ass. If all you were doing eating cheese and grapes, watching him stack rocks, <laughs> he'd be like Conan pushing that circle thing and eventually gets so big he, he cuts James Earl Ray's head off. You know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, <clears throat> um, before we sign off here, I want to mention two things. Last week's episode, I probably got five people who are asked who want us to put on a shirt put on acid. They oh, wanted. No. No, they they wanted. Like they were on acid. <laughs> they want us. Well, we might have more than five people on acid, but we we I got at least five requests for uh, your quote last week that they would know if the howler found Bigfoot because I'd shoot his. I'd shoot the the effer. Thing, yeah. <laughs> I thought, and I said, "Well, I'll put Nita on that. We'll see if we can get um, if there's a special order. Maybe we can get some special T-shirts made to the to the super fans." I that think that's what to... you need to say. If you see Bigfoot, shoot the effing thing. Maybe yeah. I don't know. And um, shooting. And, and I'm going to. So I got. I got a. I got a text. Um, it sounds like. Next year, we are going to do a live show with Hillbilly Horror Stories. Well, the, it's the story of my life, right? The next, is that next what year, I got to do? Go that's, that's what I'm told. Jerry, Jerry reached out to me and said, we're, we're going to do a live show together. He goes, I'll send you the detail. You know, we'll figure out the details. Only if I can do it in my hair lip voice. You can do it in whatever. Look, this is live. This is going to be live. I don't even know. I don't even know what we can plan, but I figure we might only get to do it once so we're going to pull out all the stuff yeah well stuff. i mean 
hopefully, well, hopefully, I hope it's some sunny destination, a good destination. Um, I don't know if it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be somewhere in Ohio or Indiana or uh, Tennessee somewhere. No, so, there you go. And then, um, and I want to thank all of our listeners who went on and uh, downloaded, streamed, watched, listened the uh, Way Jennings EP and song from the, or uh, Before the Dawn. Um, the the EP. I don't know if you saw it. If if I did, I send it to you. At one point on Friday, reached uh, thirty eight on the iTunes chart on the iTunes Country chart. It, uh, at one point, you mean it fluctuates all day. Yeah, it does based on sales. So it had enough sales that it entered at the top 40 on the iTunes for a short period of time. I mean, it was a couple hours, but it was kind of cool. I don't think uh, it was expected by everybody. The uh, YouTube video is like doing gangbuster. I mean, look, Taylor Swift puts out a, a video on YouTube. It's got 50 million views. Okay. Within a week. Um, you know, we're we're thinking that, you know, Waze video in a week might get to 250,000, which is huge for him. Huge. He's very excited. So I just want to thank everyone because I know I got, I got a lot of messages from, you know, some of my, our fans and listeners through uh, Instagram, especially and just saying, Hey, you know, checked out the song. It was great. So we pre we appreciate way appreciates it. So everybody out there. And I think, I think we're going to, uh, I think we're going to try to get him on for an episode. Come on with me and you. Talk a little outlaw country. Talk about his grandpa. How about that? Uh, it sounds great. Yeah, I bad. mean, that sounds. I think, I think that'd I'm, be fun. I'm holding my breath already. It sounds so good. <laughs> Holy smokes! Holy smokes! Well, so you know, other, you get any other texts or emails you want to go by? No, nothing. Nothing too bad. You know, nothing too bad. So no hate mail. Give me some no, hate mail. We didn't get any hate mail. I mean, we, this we're not trying point. hard enough. You know, my old sergeant said, if you weren't getting complained on, you aren't doing, you ain't working. So <laughs> next week, I'll try to do something to get complained on. Oh, gosh. I can hardly wait. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>